Protests, riots, and looting. For the first time in my entire life, the whole nation is on the same page about a disgusting act of police brutality, yet we're completely divided about how to protest. Tucker Carlson, the human charcuterie board, denounced the riots and protests, suggesting that Trump should come down harder on the unrest. And then Michael Moore, also known as Drag Rosie O'Donnell, and by drag I mean behind a boat, supported the riots and was glad the evil police precinct was burned down. And my favorite civil rights activist, David Guetta, said, So this record is in honor of George Floyd. So, shout out to his family. Wow. Thank you, David Luther King Jr. You know what? I do have a dream, that you jump off that building. I mean, pick an accent. You sound like Bruno fuck Borat. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Andrew, it's not the peaceful protesters. Those people are great. People marching with their kids, staying away from my white neighborhood, holding signs, dancing with cops, posting black squares on Instagram. Not that one. The peaceful protests are amazing. I just can't stand for the riots and looting. I hear your point, and we'll get to riots in a second, but let's start with looting. Looting is breaking into stores and stealing the contents, and this is unequivocally wrong. These people are using the riots as a smokescreen in order to personally benefit from this tragedy. They're assaulting people, and it affects small businesses way more. It's selfish. It's fucked up. These protests are for justice, so explain to me how you solve systemic racism with a cheesecake. Also, white people, why the fuck are you looting? I understand we like stealing shit, obviously that's how black people got here, but this is not the time. And don't pretend you're not doing it. A van store got robbed. That's white people's Timberlands. And if anybody got the black and white checkers and a size 13, DM me. Also, influencers, if you're posting pics of yourself pretending to board up stores, you're looting. Sure, we know it's staged, women can't use a drill, but still, you're enriching yourself off a tragedy. I mean, last week, cops arrested Jake Paul while he exploited black struggle, and I don't mean his rap career. Also, if you're a news outlet that hand-selects clips to fit your network's biased narrative, you're looting. And if you're a handsome comedian with a great smile and ears like Dobby, and you're talking about this event, that's not looting. I just can't get on stage because Chinese people keep eating bats. So we agree, the peaceful protests are good. And the looting is bad. Now let's talk about the gray area in between, rioting. Rioting is not peaceful. It is the intentional destruction of property for the sake of sending a message. And by that definition, it seems wrong. I wouldn't want someone smashing my windows. And frankly, I don't want to see cop cars on fire. And I know what you're thinking. Why can't they just protest peacefully? And the answer is they did. They protested after Terrence Crutcher was killed, but the cops were still acquitted. They protested after Samuel Du Bois was killed, but the case was dismissed. And if you've never heard of those people, it's because their peaceful protests never reached you. So ask yourself, if you exhausted every option of peaceful protest for decades and the prosecution of police still hasn't changed, what would you do? What options do you have left? How long would you go on being ignored while the people sworn to protect you gun down your neighbors without due process? One year? 10 years, 400 years. You complained about your rights being stripped when Corona kept you in your house for a month. But Andrew, the cops kill white people too and they get away with it. And you're okay with that? Police reform doesn't just benefit black people. But Andrew, what about the peaceful Martin Luther King? Look, you can boycott a racist restaurant. You can boycott a racist bus system. How the fuck do you boycott the police? Try it next time you get pulled over. No thanks officer, boycotting you guys this month. Black people. I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna be incredibly surprising to you and incredibly obvious to white people. I love cops. Obviously not the bad ones, but I don't even know who's bad until I see them on the news. White people love the police so much 
We named a band the police. One of our favorite leisure activities, watching the police do their job. We love cops. We love cops so much, we make our strippers dress like cops. I call them, they arrest me, I get turned on, and then they get undressed and I'm conflicted. I'm happy about the tits, but I'm upset that there's one less cop. Why do you think we call it copping a feel? And of course, white America loves cops because they made them. Every interaction I have with the cops is positive. So when white people look at a black victim of police brutality, and the first question they ask is, well, what did he do? In a lot of cases, it's not because they're racist. It's because for a cop to do to us what they did to George Floyd, we would have to do something super fucked up or be dressed like this. I mean, Dylan Roof killed nine people, and on the way to the jail, the cops bought him Burger King. Here's how fucked up black people's relationship with the cops is. I have no fear of being killed by the cops, and black people describe that as white privilege. Not being killed by the cops isn't a privilege. It's the way it should be. So white people, if the rioting is difficult to understand, that doesn't necessarily make you racist. And you're not stupid, but you fundamentally do not understand black people's relationship with the police. Don't automatically dismiss their concerns. Take the time to listen to them. Try to understand their plight. And black people, if our potato salad is difficult for you to understand, that doesn't necessarily make you racist. And you're not stupid, but you fundamentally do not understand white people's relationship with mayonnaise. Don't automatically dismiss our condiments. Take the time to indulge in the eggy goodness. Try to understand our plate. So what happens next? The media will manipulate this. They'll try to divide us. They'll cherry pick the negative footage to make it seem like a race war. And let me be very clear. This is not a race war. This is a war on races. When I'm at these protests, you know what I see? I see every race shouting Black Lives Matter. I see Americans refusing to let justice slip away. I see peaceful protesters stopping the destruction. I see good police working with the citizens they're sworn to protect. I see a diverse group of patriots holding corrupt institutions accountable and making sure that no American is denied their inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When I'm at these protests, I see an America I'm proud to be a part of. And when I see George Floyd's daughter smiling saying, my daddy changed the world. I see a girl telling the truth. <laughs> she did what? Yo, what's good, YouTubes? This is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray, and this is the EDCCP, that is the Everyday City Carry Podcast, Cat Hair on the Brim. That was uh, pretty heavy, yet very comedic stuff, which is the kind of things that I'm into. That was comedian Andrew Schultz. Check him out on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. He's on all of it, just like your boy here, even though I'm not a comedian. Um, I just pretend to be one on YouTube on this show. Look, that basically sums up all my feelings you know i'm in support of blm and all that stuff you know the movement and everything and um that video i always feel like this with with um what's going on right now other people say it better than me because i am not educated enough to make to state my opinion so what i've been doing is just retweeting and resharing other people's already great videos to promote the message that I like. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said this in my previous podcast, you know, I was I was raised in an Asian family, man. Asians mind their own business so that maybe white people would leave you alone. And we're killing it right now in America. Asians are doing great. 
You know what I'm saying? Doing so great that Harvard had to put a cap on how many Asians could be in Harvard. You know what I'm saying? Because we have that immigrant mentality of work as hard as you can to outwork everyone else, you know? But we keep to the side. And um, yeah, that video, you know, I wanted to share it. It made me laugh. It had really good points in it and a very good message at the end. I really like Andrew Schultz. And I hope you guys like that video too, man. I hope you guys are all doing well. It is Thursday for me right now. And you guys might not know that it's super hot in this room, yo. It is so hot in this room right now. Um, I'm going to have to figure something out. I don't think I've ever done podcasts in the summer, have I? I don't think so. Have I ever done podcasts in the summer? I don't know. It is very hot in this room, though, and um, I just wanted to (laughs) address that because I'm sweating, sweating balls right now, sweating bullets. I wonder why people say that. What does that mean? I guess balls are sweaty. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that I want to report here is, dude, my... um, tablet you know I don't know if you guys see it here it's like about to explode so the great audio work that you guys enjoy every week is reliant on this 10 year old machine and uh, I noticed the other day that the gap between the screen and the back panel is like lifting like the glue it's it's just lifting man it's just undoing itself and uh Yeah, I'm probably going to have to buy a laptop or a computer or something like that so I can get, you know, keep doing this, man. I can't miss another a week now. I've never missed a week with podcasting. Can't do it now, dude. Can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So things are going to be much tighter around here. Tighten my belt if you guys don't see that. (laughs) <laughs> but you guys are probably like, but Ray, you don't buy any knives. You just do Apex Pass Wrong Group. <laughs> I might, though. I might, though. But yeah, man, I got to, you know, put all my money that I've been saving towards probably a new device, yo, which kind of sucks, man. Uh, another thing I did was I made, I did a review, man. I did a Firm Forge exec review. Shout out to Mild Mannered EDC who loaned that to me. I got to send that back to you. I got to send a bunch of knives again this week. Uh, yeah, it felt good to do a review. You know, the what's dope about it, what's whack about it, or if you should forget about it routine. I think that the people that have been with the channel for a while actually missed that. And so have I, man. And I added this intro in the beginning, which the diehard people of this channel really like. Uh, that was inspired by Backpack B. Shout out to the homie Backpack B. If you haven't watched his uh, BRS um, review, I forgot what I forgot what the uh, knife was. Um, I'll probably link that in the description and maybe you know show a little bit of something here. That is like a really good review, and that inspired me, man. You know. Um, I went into my editing app and I was like, let me make an intro like that. And it's a little bit more difficult to do it on a phone. I still did all that on the phone. Um, It's harder to manipulate the font. You actually can't manipulate the font. I got to figure out something else because the next one, um, and let's talk about knives here for a second, is I'm reviewing this guy, the TRM Neutron, full of tape and cat hair. You know what I'm saying? Just like the Adam when I pulled it out on the podcast. I'm not talking about my dang. Um, yeah, but I, I'm going to do a review on this because I actually really enjoy this knife. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, dudes. 
Uh oh, look at that. My uh, camera just did the non-face tracking thing because I blocked my face with a knife. Um, yeah, but I am going to do a review of this, the TRM Neutron 20 CV Blade, multiple scale options, very slim, perfect EDC for someone like me, small fishball hands, living in the city. A lot of those were drymed and I wasn't trying to. So keep an eye out for that. I'll probably work on that on Sunday. Let's check out some other knives that I have on here. I have got, um, check this out. This is the Benchmade 940-2. First 940 that I've ever checked out. I think it is so ugly. But um, I'm glad that Lefty EDC sent this to me. That is a send it to me, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I've been carrying it, uh, sort of just squirreling it away in my pocket, not, you know, just using it at the shop or whatever because the blade is a little long. And I can see why people love it. I can see why people love this thing. So I'm probably going to do a little thing on that. What else do we have on the table? We Knife 704X. Coolest looking pocket clip in the game, uh, the Wii Knife game so far that I know of. I really like how this is done. A little bit too long for my taste, but I'm glad that I got to check it out. I think I'm going to give this one away on the channel, man. I think I will. I know that I said I was going to give do a giveaway, <laughs> but you know, I'm working now, guys, and I'm trying to make do with the time. I record all my videos before I go to work, podcast. This is podcasting right before work, dude. It is 9.41 right now, and I got to get out of here in about an hour. Um, so, yeah, you know, just just a little change in the sketch. Checking the face tracking. And uh, the next knife we got on board here is the Civivi Plethoros. Man, I got mad cat here on the table, dude. This is with the golden sandalwood scales that look absolutely amazing, except the raised pattern of the wood which is the same pattern on the G10 and carbon fiber overlay. Do not like that. Still great action. Damascus blade. Good on you, CVV. But next time, just keep the wood scales flat. I'm thinking that's probably a shortcut because maybe they got a machine and you just put in the whatever it's called, the CAD, to just cut it. I think that's why it has the same thing. It was a shortcut, you know, to keep the cost low. Uh, let's see. Cantep Knives Mini Cryo. Absolutely love this thing. The only thing I don't like about it, honestly, is I don't dig the Cantep logo that much, and I don't like the branding. I think if they just took off the S35 and the Mini Cryo at the blade here, I would love it much more. This is another one that I would just, another titanium frame lock folder that is absolutely perfect for me. Also, I don't like that the barrel spacers are not blue. And this screw on the lock bar is not blue. I don't like that. It should all be blue. You know what I mean? Namsan. I hope I win that. I think if, if they're raffling that in the Apex Pass Round group, I hope that I win that, yo. And uh, I'll probably send it out to someone that watches the channel or follows the Instagram to get worked on, you know? Um, that's always... Uh, uh, I'm always open to that, to having people work on my stuff that... Um, I've already reviewed or something. I'm always open to that, man. I, I like bringing people on the podcast and uh, my channel, even though I'm not that big, you know, uh, I like helping people out because it was very hard for me in the beginning. And, you know, I have the sort of platform to do it. You know, people tune into the show every week 
And if it's going to give somebody 30, 40, 50 subs extra, that's always, it's always, you know, good to get help, right? Um, <laughs> this is like the best letter opener on earth, probably. <laughs> and Mark, I'm sorry, man. Uh, thanks for supporting, but I am going to de-assist this. I just haven't been able to do it. If you guys hear noise outside, I do have two giant ragdolls, you know, 12, 13 pounds each just playing outside <laughs> if you hear toys or anything. Um, but yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite sort of um, budget, like kind of throwaway knives. Like you don't care if it gets fucked up or not. And uh, Mark sent this one to me. So thank you so much for that, man. That is the knives that I have on deck right now. So I went back to work. I've been back at work and... Um, when the protests and riots, like and the looting and all that stuff, first started, it was it, the energy in the train was really weird, man. It was weird. It was very, very weird. Um, there were a lot of protesters on the train. It was very high energy. People getting each other's faces. You know, there's a lot of racial talk and stuff like that. And uh, you know, Asians, you know, especially the ones that were raised like me, that kind of just stay in the corner and like, if you have to do something, wait for your moment to strike you know what I mean that's how I was raised dude and um yeah I was very uncomfortable which for good reason man I'm not saying that uh people protesting shouldn't do do what they need to do you know uh that's not what I'm saying but yeah things have definitely changed this week um it's quieter people are kind of you know it's definitely changed man um people are helping kind of helping each other a little bit more and um, that's what I notice, even with the people coming in my shop. Um, there's a lot of respect and stuff. I, I remember um, these protesters uh, that one of it was one of our, our regulars actually was going to protest, and I was like, she was like, "Oh man, I need to use the bathroom," and I'm like, uh, "We don't usually let people do that." And I was like, "Have you guys been here before?" She's like, "Yeah, we're, we always come here." And I was like, "Don't tell anyone." And then you know, I let him use the bathroom and stuff. So. Oh, man. But yeah, things are definitely seem to be going back to normal. Um, that is just my take on what's going on right now. And uh, let us see. What else should we do? I think we should go to Knife News. I've got a lot, a lot of material for this episode. I actually did some work, man. I took uh, basically all day yesterday to put all the videos in a folder and all this crazy stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's um, check Knife News right now, which I already have open. So prepped. So prepped, dude. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, oh, they have a new giveaway <clears throat> on Knife News right now. It says the ultimate knife giveaway sponsored by knives. Shit free. I don't know why I changed my accent there. Um, sorry, my family's texting me right now. Enter your name below for a chance to win a free zero tolerance 0235 interesting okay okay so at the very top of the page of knifenews.com today's news for knife people that's what it says on the banner terrain 365 mako flipper heads for open waters ooh Terrain 365 is releasing their first ever flipper knife today called the mako that's a shark right the new knife will be keying into one of Terrain 365's original themes with a completely rust-proof construction. That's kind of cool. And the picture that I'm looking at right now is the uh, very striking uh, grayed-out 
I guess it's a titanium frame lock flipper Mako on some rocks at the beach here. So, of course, I'm just going to skim through the article. You guys can read it yourselves. I'm going to give you gonna, 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 gonna give you the specs. And uh, you're looking at, let's see, like the Alpha, the Mako has a harpoon-style blade here on this folding knife. However, the length has been understandably reduced and measures 3.125 inches long. Ooh, okay. Uh, does it say what it is? We have seen folding knives from Terrain 365 before now, but the Mako is making waves as a first flipper knife from the young company. Oh, so I guess, huh. I guess they usually do thumb studs, you know, right? Um, the Mako has ceramic ball bearing pivot and detent to ensure a smooth, reliable, and fast action. We all like smooth, reliable, reliable, fast action, right? I don't know why my mouth is like not working today. And uh, let's see, knife maker Michael Vag Vagnino, Vagnino is a key part of the Terrain 365 team alongside company founder Patrick Ma. Cool, dudes. Uh, what about the blade steel? Though? I don't see anything. It says, the Mako is ready for the water with a 100% rust-proof construction. Hmm. The blade steel is the company's proprietary cobalt alloy. Ooh, Terravantium. What is that? If you guys know what that is, please hit me up in the comments. While all the internal and external components, right down to the bronze bearing race for the pivot, are made from rust immune materials. Whoa, that's kind of crazy. Huh. That's that's interesting, man. I've never heard of anything like that. The Mako is going live on Terrain 365's site later today. So that was this was yesterday, I think. Today is the 11th. Yes, yeah, so it was yesterday um, at 12 p.m. So let's read another one. Benchmade adds another new knife in the form of the 85 Ballast Song. Interesting. Yet another Benchmade is on its way, it seems. Hot on the heels of the Meat Crafter debut. Today, the company unveiled a brand new Ballast Song, the 85 Billet Tibali Song. Billet Tibali Song. Is that how do you spell it? Billet? The 85 follows in the steps of the 87, the first Benchmade Bali with handles, each made from a single billet of titanium. That knife was a part of the class of 2017 and had a massive 4.5-inch Warncliffe blade. The 85 is not nearly as big. The blade is 4.4 inches. Okay. Okay. It's S45V and blade steel. Uh, no, wait. They just released the Meat Crafter with the first Benchmade knife to be made from S45V and blade steel. But here they're back to their tried-and-true S30V. Okay. The weight... Let's see... The weight is 5.29 ounces. That's pretty cool. The, um, okay. All right. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of not, uh, I can't have bollies. You know, I follow this TikTok kid who does like all these Bali song tricks with a trainer and I'm like, fuck, could I get into that? But I'm like, damn, do I even have time to get into that? Yo, you know, running this channel, um, I, I it's, it's crazy. I talk all this like me. Yeah, I'm posting everywhere, um, and I am, man. It's it's insane the amount of stuff because on Ala CBD I'm posting three times a day on Instagram. On my own Instagram I'm posting three times a day. I post multiple stories a day. I try to do at least one or two TikToks a day, even if it's just with my cats, because that's kind of growing too. And then I try to do. Uh, one a couple of tweets I retweet a lot of this uh, stuff about the like I said earlier you know the stuff that's uh, the videos that have a, the message that I agree with 
about the protests and the riots and stuff like that. Um, I retweet them on my Twitter, but I also do original content on my Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I do a thing called daily knife content and I talk about the knives I have on my table. I make seven videos a week, one video per day. And, you know, just quick rundown to try to educate the people on my Twitter, you know, like, look, we need, you know, we like new people to get into the hobby, right? And I'm doing my part by doing it on Twitter. Um, Do I get a lot of views? Sometimes I get hundreds. Sometimes I get like 12. Do I get a lot of likes? Sometimes I do. At retweets, sometimes I do. You know, um, I have some close friends on there that do it. And sometimes I don't. But then, you know, if I reach that one person... That's cool, right? So I'm not doing this to get uh, recognition or whatever, you know. It'd be great if this was my job because I love doing it, running a channel and making content and stuff. That's my favorite thing to do, I think. Um, But yeah, also I think if I post every day on Twitter for like five years and I use the hashtag everyday carry, I will be the biggest everyday carry video content person because <laughs> no one is doing shit on you on twitter man in the edc community i think there's a lot of pictures and stuff but no one's actually like talking and making videos like what i'm doing but anyway let's get back to the knife news right now let's see what else i want to check out here i don't want to do the fixed blade it is a benchmade though oh you know what <clears throat> Benchmade drops new Meat Crafter fixed blade. Benchmade is keeping up its string of surprise releases with the debut of the 15500-1 Meat Crafter fixed blade. With a name like Meat Crafter, it's not hard to grok the 15500-1's intended role. You know, I wanted to look at this. I'm not into fixed blades that much, but I know that Meat Eater, Steven Ranella, like posted about this knife, I think. And uh, you guys know I love the show Meat Eater. I, like, absolutely love that show. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, I've never gone hunting my entire life. I've eaten wild game. I want to try it, the pursuit, you know. And, yeah, watch that show, man, To Live Vicariously Through Steve Vanilla. You should watch it if you're into bushcrafting and kind of, like, wild game stuff. He, like, hunts, you know, for the whole episode, and then he cooks because he like knows how to cook wild game really well. And uh, I saw him post about this. Uh, let's take a look at some specs here. So it's S forty five VN blade steel, and you got G ten. Let's see, Benchmade created a reverse bolster look here with a smaller section of ivory G ten, capping the back end of the knife, paired to a larger section of black and gray G ten. The materials have been fully contoured, and of course, Meat Crafter is a full tang knife. A fitted Kydex sheath is included for carry. That's so cool, dude. It's cool because Steven Ornell likes it. <laughs> Let's look at this one. Ray Laconico and Sanford Owens MBK brand readies the first in-house design. This is uh, Big Red EDC. is one of his favorite um, designers is Ray Laconico. Probably his favorite. Monterey Bay and I is the production knife company started by custom makers Ray Laconico and Sanford Owen is hard at work on the old guard, the first knife designed ex- and exclusively for MBK itself. Monterey Knives is started by Ray Laconico? Oh shit. The old guard is all about simplicity from tip to tail. The knife aims to be to be fill to fill a classic utilitarian EDC role. 
uh, hey, uh, Knife News, get an edit, editor. Um, we wanted something really functional that will perform well in whatever you need to cut, Alaconico explains. Our idea or topic when we started was simple. Sorry about that. Family's messaging me. And timeless design with thumb suds and washers. The flat ground drop point blade measures 3.5 inches in length, which gives it flexibility to handle a wide swath of reasonable folding knife cutting chores without pushing it too far into more specialized chores with exaggerated dimensions. The uh, M3, the blade is M390, which um, Monterey Bay Knives does a lot of stuff like that. Um, I've had some pretty good experiences with, with MBK, man. I think I've had uh, some Instagram dialogue with them, and they're very nice. I, I re- they, they showed me some designs, and I was like, holy shit. Um, uh, 3.5-inch blade length, and let's see what the uh, handle material is. Did they talk about it? Oh, okay, well, the uh, front-scale users. Like virtually all titanium free locks today, the old guards... The old guard has a steel interface insert, and for the front scale users, we'll have a choice between micarta or carbon fiber. Ooh, that's interesting. Pretty dope. So this is a little bit of a backstory on Monterey Bay Knives. Monterey Bay Knives was started in 2017, while the old guard is the first knife designed together by the in-house team. It is not MBK's first release. Previously, we've seen the sprocket, which I got to mess with. Jerry McGinnis design as well as the VLD by Peter Carey I don't think I got to check that one out I did get to check out the EWC and that was amazing that was like the double detent thing I freaking love that dude that was when um, I, I talked to them and I was like I love this freaking knife it's so dope but you know what? Let's uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Summit Knife Co. follows up with the Doom. El Capitan. El Capitan. All right, so let's check, let's check that out. Is this a fixed blade? Summit Knife Co. follows up Half Dome with El Captain. <laughs> El Captain. With the Captain. El Capitan. Uh, I just want to check out specs here so we can move on. The El Capitan is starting from a more conventional place design-wise. As its swaggering name would indicate, this is a knife intended for big cutting chores. El Capitan's blade is 3.94 inches long. It takes a broad profile that we saw in the smaller half dome and repurposes it into a drop point shape, ready to pierce and slice. For steel users, can choose between M390 or D2. Of course, everyone would rather have M390, but... Can they afford it? I certainly can't. G10 scales or micarta are the uh, scale options here. Pretty cool, dude. Let's uh, check out some other stuff right now, though. You guys all like Grammarthy, right? I don't even know if I say you guys all love Grammarthy. I think it's love, but I said like this time. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter because <laughs> right now we're going to look... We're gonna watch some videos uh, of some. I've got a lot of funny stuff here. All right, I've got a lot. I think the majority of the show is gonna be these clips because I think that a lot of people really enjoy them, man. When I do reposts of them on Instagram, people hit me up on Facebook, and uh, so we, I've got a lot of these today. Uh, the first one is I've got. This is so stupid. I found this page called Influencers in the Wild, right, and. Um, yeah, this one this one says Cirque du Soleil, okay? So let's let's check it out here. <laughs> what the fuck? 
the cap the reason why i called it that is the guy was like what the fuck and he's like what what in the Cirque du Soleil is this <laughs> dude oh man people would be crazy like you know I, I i'm aiming to be doing this creating content and stuff you know to to make some side scratch so i can keep this channel going right like indefinitely and it, you know these people have probably made it already but I don't. I don't think I would go that far, man. Where I'm like bending my girl's legs and asking a guy to take a picture. I just don't think I would do that. People are faking like helping out board windows and stuff, like influencers. And this is one right here that I'm gonna show you. It's so, so fucking fucked up. Here we go. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? This girl's like boyfriends of Instagram. Dude, it's like a girl takes a picture holding a drill. And then her boyfriend takes a picture. She's pretending to help out. Like, yeah, bitch. Yes, queen. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? That's just terrible, man. You know? And I can see why people, like, don't, don't like people that do social media too much man you're giving us a bad name you fucks uh this is another one this is these girls in front of a starbucks again taking a picture and she's like taking a picture pretending like oh, i'm protesting right now and it's like there's soldiers there and the windows are boarded up like what the fuck is going on though you know are we in a simulation guys you think because it certainly seems like it like how do you pose with like soldiers behind you and then you make it an Instagram like selfie like I'm doing my part or some shit or you're like modeling it like what what are you talking about this is another one uh this one really was really stupid uh, let me see if I could find it here right now um, where is it? Well, I can't find it, so let's not do that. All right, moving on. We've got Strong Baby with Water. This is a clip that I saw, and uh, Kelly and I watched it, and, you know, it kind of just made our morning, man. Yo! What the, dude look at her she's just like walking with the water dude that that baby is jacked that's crazy i don't even think my 11 year old nephew could do that that's two gallons bro she's just carrying it like it's nothing let's do oh this is my boy uh mondragon cartel the notes say mondragon cartel chicken and i'm gonna get I'm going to explain it more later of why. First of all, I'm showing it because the video is, like, very well done.
Okay, so the reason why I posted that is, all right, that may have been too much for some people. I don't think so. The EDC community, you know, we know where the chicken comes from, right? You know, you buy it in the package, but first they do that to it. Maybe not that way in America. I think I think he was in Mexico um, in that video. But the hashtags on Instagram that he posted underneath that video, it says vegan, vegan videos, vegan recipes. It says vegans unite. Vegans united for the animals. And then you see my comment right underneath it. It says, bruh, the hashtags. Oh man, he's trying to. I guess somebody pissed him off, and he just like released that shit. Um, so a weird thing when I, you know, went to work this week on Monday, uh, I saw and I tweeted at the MTA about this. There were like these social distancing kind of footprints to show you how far apart you should be, and then I noticed one of them had pigeon feet on it. Same font, same lettering. It says, please keep a safe social distance from others. But instead of like feet, it's like a pigeon's like or bird's talons. And then I tweeted at the MTA. They didn't answer me, of course, even though um, this tweet got some retweets. I saw both of these signs in the same subway this morning. Have NYC pigeons become so large that they now take the train to take a break from flying? Hashtag MTA at MTA. <laughs> like what the fuck? Dude, it's crazy because that's in my subway station. I didn't see it anywhere else. It's fucking hilarious. So we're going to check out stuff from the page What is New York? And uh, so the city is returning to normal. New York City is returning to normal. Some neighborhoods are already back on the grind. (laughs) What the fuck? <laughs> the construction workers are cheering them on. That does not surprise me, though. That's typical NYC shit right there. Look, the dude with the pizza is just walking by. That does not surprise me one bit to see that. New York City is definitely returning to normal. <laughs> A guy's driving, and some dude just asses, has his ass hanging out the window. Not sure if he's taking a shit. My notes say poop by on it. But um, this video is actually much longer, but I can't seem to find it on... Uh, I don't know. It didn't record the whole thing for me for some reason. Uh, I've got mannequin uh, murder plot right here. <laughs> These guys are just crossing the street with a mannequin with like, like cut, like plans on it. (laughs) Like what the fuck? Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me in the NYC. You know, you see, I'll see that like on my way to work and I'll be like, oh, it's cool. You know, so this is uh, some screenshots from the Citizen app. (laughs) It says, (laughs) it's funny because uh, this Rite Aid like near me, it says report of man swinging sword in front of Rite Aid. (laughs) It says, report of man with hockey stick attempting to attack security. That's on Lexington Avenue and 32nd Street. And this sneakers on fire in Longwood. The sneakers are reportedly on fire on the Uptown Bound platform. 
<laughs> this one. <laughs> Man assaulted with fruit during robbery <laughs> at Broadway and West 231st Street. <laughs> Yeah, it's, this is this is you can't get more New York than this. The alert says two women scrapping. <laughs> a further report states a man attempting to intervene is being attacked by both parties. <laughs> oh shit! This is police responding to a report of two women engaged in a fist fight. Two women scrapping. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> Man punching air at East 82nd Street and 3rd Avenue. That happens. That You can probably report that on every street corner in New York City right now. Resident throwing milk out window on Clinton Street, Lower East Side. 10.1k people on Citizen Notifying. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> it's this gang of raccoons inside JC Penny. It gives you the option to warn friends. And it says 379 woe reactions on it. Oh shit. <laughs> Sand this one upsets me. It says sandwich thrown at man's face. Casino Boulevard. <laughs> Give me the sandwich. Throw it in my face. I'll eat it. So we're going to take a look at uh, Subway Creatures on here. And the caption says, self-tipping stripper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ew. Yo. <laughs> For those of you just listening right now, it's this black stripper. <laughs> She's tipping herself. She's putting the money in her own underwear in front of some guy. And the guy's just like, he just has a mask on. Dude. Oh, shit. Uh, the next one says, oh, this is, a, this is a good one. This is a nice story, you know? Enough of these laughing at things shenanigans, you know what I'm saying? We got some cool stories here. All right, I got it, guys. I got it. Okay, here we go. Subway cello and violinist. It's just like a dude in a hoodie playing the cello. And then it goes to the other uh, side of the platform, and there's a dude playing the violin. They're, like, pretty good. That's awesome, man. And, you know, that's why New York City is kind of a cool place because you have stuff like that happening all the time. This is another one, uh, another one that I expect basically if I saw this um, and I've yet to see um, talent like this on a bus or a train, you know, usually I get the really weird like 
trying to do stripper breakdancing on the pole kind of kids trying to make money that way and I made fun of them in another podcast which is I'm like learn how to actually breakdance but this man I would give all the cash in my wallet to to these two and we're gonna check it out right now I'm sure you guys are just gonna make your day man you know Funny is like the white girl with her boyfriend is like, give him money. <laughs> wow. And then the boyfriend's taking the money out. <laughs> That's what's funny in the background. And then there's a guy just scrolling through Instagram. Wow, that was awesome. And we're going to look at some TikToks right now uh, and some Instagram videos. This one is from the page uh, Jits, Jits Dicks. That's right, Jiu-Jitsu. You know, Jits is what Jiu-Jitsu people call Jiu-Jitsu, like for short. And it says, kid boxing avoiding girl checking phone. And it's like a little meme that I thought was pretty funny. And it says, her, if I can land one punch on you, if I can land one punch on you, let me look at your phone. And this kid is just dodging mad hard. Like, whoa. <laughs> Yo, dude. <laughs> That's like a lot of dudes. I don't care if Kelly looks through my phone, man. I got nothing to hide. Hmm? Got nothing to hide, man. This is uh, from a silly kid on TikTok, uh, That Kid Bean. And uh, this is just some videos of him laughing at some memes. And, you know, it's kind of something that I want to do, too, is show you guys the dumb shit that I laugh at so you don't have to go look for them. So this is uh, a few of them right here. Me before I go to the dentist. <laughs> 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 when Netflix uses to ask him to watch me for the number. Oh shit. Oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, oh yeah, I saw this. So this is kind of pertaining to our hobby. It's like, I don't know if this is edited or not with music in it, but I thought it was cool. And it's like these old timers like forging and it's, they're so good at it. it sounds like the Lone Ranger theme. Like, I don't know, that really tripped me out, but I thought it was cool. A page that I've been checking out on TikTok a lot. They're pretty big on TikTok. They're about 
1.7 on YouTube and um, they're you know they're okay on Twitter but they're so funny it's like these young black dudes and they, they, they're like anime people and you know I, I love anime and this is one they're talking about the Power Rangers and I'm sure you know people my age that listen to this channel have watched that Power Rangers movie so this was so funny to me I was laughing so hard and we're gonna check it out together right now I fuck with Ivan Ooze too. That was that nigga. Bro. People try to shit. They try to shit on the movie completely. I was like, nah, Ivan Ooze was nah, pretty. Nah. He was pretty dope. Like, <laughs> he had the lean. He was getting the lean on everybody. He was getting everybody lit. He was getting the lean. He was on the block slanging that shit to everybody, bro. And the Rangers, they tried, they was like the police. They tried to stop yeah. the nigga, bro. He's like, bro, I just want everybody to be happy. Get this oh, motherfucking lean. I'm gone. I'm so That's all he was trying to do, bro. Yo. Now you gotta watch that movie with Dirty Frank 2 on in the background. At that scene where all the parents about to like walk off the cliff and the kids like, Mom, stop, please. Uh -huh. Put the cup down. Put the cup down. God damn. Nigga said, Oh, snap. <laughs> that should crack me up, man. I actually have had interactions with these guys. Uh, Negro Jump ENT. The reason why they call it that is Shonen Jump is the biggest manga publication in Japan. I guess that's what they called it that. And, uh, yeah, you know, they, they comment on my knife videos on Twitter and stuff. And I was like, yo, would you guys ever want to do a podcast? I think it'd be hilarious if we got together. But I don't know. I might be kind of too old, you know. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm not counting on it. But we're about the s similar in size when it comes to YouTube channels. So, you know, you never know. It'd be hilarious to have those guys on here or me going to them. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. I'ma I'm head out. Okay, so we got a couple of Subway stories here. I haven't been doing Subway stories all that much because I already told you I'm just minding my own business on the train. But there were a couple that were, you know, interesting. So I get on the train this past Monday and everything's all fine and stuff. You know, there actually wasn't really anyone panhandling. And then I see this dude, you know, I'm, I'm usually standing at the... Uh, in front of the door that doesn't open for most of the stops. I just lean on it. I do the lean, right? You know, I do that lean and uh, I just lean on the door. That way I don't have to sit next to anybody. You know, no one stands next to me. And this guy just walks quickly. Sits down to my left at the edge of the car. He's kind of pacing like this. And, you know, every he got a mask on. You know, he's practicing safe distancing. And then... After the next stop, and a train, you know, pulls away from the stop, he gets in the middle of the train car. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he just starts pissing, dude. Towards the third rail, bro. Towards it. You know, because the third rail is where the electricity comes from. And I'm thinking like, damn, yo, this dude could die right now. And I was like, and the train's going to stop too, you know, but definitely I thought about the first thing first. I'm not that much of a terrible excuse for a human being, but he survived and he came back in. He was polite to everyone. He was like, you know, he felt relieved. I think he really had to piss. And I've got a funny story about that. I don't know if I told it on the podcast before. Um, when I was still DJing, uh, this is one, one on a day that I was off. I went to a beer garden in Australia, in, in Australia, in Astoria, which is a place in Queens in New York City. And I drank two pitchers of beer. 
quick, bro. Like less than less than an hour, you know, 45 minutes maybe. And I peed like three times before I left and I lived far from the place. So I was taking the train and I had to pee so bad, yo. I had to, I was like, I was just like the dude that peed next to me this past Monday. And (laughs) I was drunk too. So I got in the middle of the cars and, you know, I peed away from, from the, the, the third rail, which is like, where that dude was facing not me though I know my shit and I was kind of ashamed so I ducked down and I had like I was in a squatting position like an Asian squat and I was like holding my wiener and I was just like peeing like towards the people on the platform not hitting them (laughs) it's a good thing it was an express train because it like doesn't go to every stop and I peed for like dude the train must have not the train probably you know didn't stop for at least five stops and I was still peeing bro I had to cut it short man and get back inside because I was like embarrassed man that's so crazy that's what that reminded me of you know peeing on the train bro you definitely if you've lived in New York City long enough you've definitely done that shit so I had a weird story okay and it kind of just maybe mirrors what's going on right now for sure so there was this guy uh, he was definitely weird. Um, I get on the train at Brooklyn Bridge, and this dude was just holding the door. And uh, this lady was like, hey, why are you holding the door? And then, you know, he stopped. He let it go. And this dude was being weird. He was, like, hanging on, like, while the train was moving. He was, like, headbanging. And um, it was, like, weird, you know. This dude, you know, may have been on the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? He acted a little bit odd like I don't think he was on drugs I think you know it's just a little bit odd but then the next stop you know 14th street he's holding the doors for a long time and like you know we're trying to get everyone's trying to get home it's the end of the day people trying to get home this lady this this black lady with like gray sweats on sunglasses she had you know uh, she had an afro and um you know, she looked like she just went to work out or something like that. And she she's the only one that got up to talk to this guy like, hey, stop holding the train doors, you know, you know. And the guy wouldn't stop, yo. He wouldn't stop, man. And the dude, he got racial with it, yo. That's when people started to get involved. He was like, it's because of you. It's because of you, you know, like kind of talking, you know, a little bit. A little bit weird that I don't want to imitate right now because I don't want to get canceled. It's because of you. And she was like getting upset, of course. She had every right, you know. She's like, all of the all of this is because of you. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and 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 you know, this everyone started getting into it. You know what I mean? Like the white girl next to me was like, Hey, don't you talk to her like that, right? You know what I'm saying? And then me, you know, I'm just like the Asian in the corner, you know, doing what my parents taught me, which was mind my own business and shit. And like you know, but I was waiting to jump in there if things got like physical, you know, because that's where I draw the line. You know, I don't want a dude like hitting a girl. That's you know what I'm saying? You know, I was taught that, too. You know, but I'm just like waiting there. And people are like uh, this other bigger lady was like, you want me to deal with him? And then eventually the dude got inside and um, I mean, got outside and let the doors close. And, and right before, you know, the train was moving slowly, he was like, and I was like, damn, bro, I guess that energy is still going around, you know? 
And I was like, that's that's fucked up because I didn't want to just get loud with this dude that may be, you know, a little bit uh, intellectually challenged because he definitely sounded like that. You know, he wasn't inebriated. He wasn't like fucked up on drugs or drunk or anything. He just, you know, he, you know, looked like he lost his guardian and he got loose or something like that. Right. And um, yeah, so. The crazy thing is, as soon as the doors closed, there's this guy, he's asking for money. He looked like a nice guy. He said, I just got out of jail today, which could totally be a story. He wasn't aggressive. He wasn't aggressive. Um, he had like a bag with like food that you could tell people gave it to him. He was like, yo, I'm trying to find a job. I'm really, you know, trying my best. You know, it's hard it's when, you, when you've gone to jail, right? And then uh, I'm about to give him money and shit took a turn, dude. Things got even weirder, okay? I have to look at my notes for this because as I was about to give money to the guy, the lady that was arguing with Spectrum guy, she came, you know, she started like, she, she was reading the newspaper and she like, she goes, yeah, that's it. She gets up. And starts kind of like like dancing, like, woo, yeah. You know what I mean? And then she passes me. She goes like, eh, to me, like points to me and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, is she a spectrum lady, right? And like, you know, she just dances throughout the whole thing. Just, woo, yeah. Just, you know, she just keeps going like that and shit. And, you know, people in New York City kind of just minding their own business. Like, fuck, when is this going to stop? You know, that's what everyone looked like. And that went on till almost my stop and finally you know three stops before me the lady i'm standing in front of the door where it opens right that the door that i was leaning on doing a lean on was the door that people would get out of at this stop and then you know i was getting out of the way and she just goes Boo! excuse me fine sir and just gets off the train and transfers to the next train and then we all went, went about our business man you know that's a New York City lesson for you. That is basically New York City in a nutshell right now. And I did not make that story up. That happened just yesterday. It's still fresh in my mind. I still know what the lady looks like. Spectrum man, you know, whoever you are, you know, I hope you're doing well, bro. And yeah, that's that's it for Subway Stories this week. I'm going to give you some viewing recommendations. I am watching an anime called Doro Hedoro right now, okay? Let me give a great description of it, okay? The main character is a guy who has a lizard head, but he's actually a human being. He's a human being. Um, so in this world, sorcerers come from another like dimension, and then they go to the the hole is what it's called, but I think that's Earth. It's like a very slummy place. Everyone's kind of like poor and stuff. It's a very like, you know, it's slummy. They experiment on the human beings there, the sorcerers. And the lizard guy, his name is Cayman, first of all. Dude. Um, he thinks that they've, you know, a, a sorcerer experimented on him and he's trying to find that sorcerer. And then the odd thing is Cayman will like, you know, put his mouth on people and then there's another person inside him, dude, like a ghost of a person that looks at the person, you know, because he does it to sorcerers because he's trying to find out who did that to him. And, you know, this anime is very violent. I mean, I'm talking like people get sliced apart 
came and bites people's heads off. His partner, Nikaido, like, is a really good fighter, and she'll, like, kick out, kick people's eyeballs out of their sockets and shit. But it's whimsical as fuck, okay? It's not serious at all the way it feels. It is so funny, like, weird, dark humor funny. And if that sounds great to you, man, this is on Netflix right now. Um... It's definitely a good one to watch. The production value is very high. Very high. This is, you know, it's one of the big ones out right now. I've been waiting for it for a year to release because it released in Japan last year. Um, And it's a good one, man. It's called Doro Hedoro. I'll put that on here so you guys know. Um, The last uh, viewing thing I got for you guys is Baki Season 3. Okay, Baki is an anime that had in the manga which is a Japanese comic book for you guys that don't know uh, has had many guests including Muhammad Ali uh, Donald Trump <laughs> President Bush a bunch of people have been on it but it's actually an anime about kind of like uh, a Wild West kind of MMA kind of like what the UFC was back then you know where they matched up styles and these pit fights and cage fights And season three came out um, recently, and I binged it in a day. Uh, I talked about an anime called Kengen Ashura a couple episodes back, and if you like that, this is one for you, man. Baki is the main character. He's the son of this dude who's like the strongest creature on Earth named Yujiro, and they just fight, like, and it's insane, bro, the stuff that happens. Like, it's so graphic, so outrageous, you know, um, and but season three just, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it because it is really good. Um, it's just a great show. If you guys like that, you want to see some UFC style, like UFC one type, you know, where it's like Kung Fu versus like, you know, fucking kickboxing or some shit. Uh, you know, check it out. Baki, B-A-K-I on Netflix. Uh, That is going to conclude the episode for this week. Uh, I'm trying to work on getting a podcast done this weekend. You know, I'm thinking maybe, maybe this weekend, next weekend, going to have my first knife designer on the pod. Been kind of chatting it up. I might do a three-way Zoom call with, uh, you know, our homie Daily Carry Solutions and uh, Dylan Mallory. What do you guys think about that? Would you guys want him on? If you guys want Dylan Mallory on, everyone should just message him and be like, Ray said, Ray sent us. You should be on the podcast. We love you. Just go like that, man, because we do love Dylan Mallory. Mallory. Everyone in the knife community has not a bad thing to say about the guy. And uh, I think it'd be an interesting guest to have on. Thank you once again, guys, for listening to the podcast, man. I love doing this. Never going to stop. I hope my tablet doesn't explode. If it does and I'm waiting for a new computer, I will do this uh, (laughs) on a different kind of audio. But you know what? Thank you for coming in, man. Much love to everybody. Stay safe. This is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray, and this is the EDCCP saying peace. Yo, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments.